Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Poor Al sets up his entire schedule to go down to Petco today. You've got the Angels coming in, who finally won a game. They've been on a, a season-long four-game losing streak, and he's going to see his Padres and Blake Snell take on the Angels and show, no, it'll be Jaime Barilla. Oh, alas. Doesn't know how to set up his rotation. <laughs> Terrible foresight on everything. Slee, this has not been a good summer. <laughs> not ideal. Outside of him being, of course, the host of the year. I- I'm hoping that you ask me, what do we got? We got about two weeks until we have our softball game. It's, yes. it's, it's uh, July 14th, so we've got a little bit less than two weeks. We're looking at the squads right now. Travis and I are on the same we side of the, of the scale I like this our year. team, by the way. Yeah, I also I, – we can Real talk quick, about this a little just, bit. Don't sleep on yeah, Team Sleep. So, it's Team Mason is Mace, Sedano, myself, Ron Mitchell, who was the sales uh, person of the year, um, Justin Schafflander, who apparently is a softball player, uh, you, Yates, Momo, Andy Cam, Lindsey Baseball, and M. That's that's our squad. The now, other squad, team you'll also have uh, Brian Cohen and Brian. Brian, yep. you're on our team. I guess so. Okay, Brian's okay, on our right. team. Nice. Other side is Slee, Cap, Kirk Morrison, Mario Ruiz, Matt Burke, Corporate Greg, Brian Kamenetsky, Producer Funches, Jorge, and Laura. Producer Laura. And so there's a couple things about this. Number and, one, and and Tyler. Number one, t- wait, whose team is Tyler? Tyler is on Slee's team. Oh, okay. Um, there's a couple things about this. Number one, I'm much more enjoying the attitudes going into the game this year than last year. Last so. year, things got a little loose on the talk, and it was kind of like, okay, guys, like we're really just playing softball. Like, And no, people no, no, were no, assuming no. that what everybody was, was taking talk? this way too seriously. And I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. We're going to actually talk trash to each other like we have a problem with each other. And that got to me, my personal taste, I was like, oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm <laughs> going to stretch and warm up because I don't want to hurt myself because I want to be able to walk for the next 10 right. minutes. So you're, you're leaving out an important part. What's that? You wouldn't have to stretch or warm up if you just don't try like Yeah, me. right, again. And that's where things got a little loose. I was you like, know trying's uh, for suckers. Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> but I'm like, I also am not the kind of person that doesn't try and then continues to talk trash about people who are. That was very confusing for me I didn't at the try, time. And this happened. Oh, Brian, oh doesn't have it. it. Does Travis go deep? There Travis it is. goes deep. <laughs> And so what I'm saying is this. I feel like there's a healthier environment into to what we're all doing this year, and it's reflected in the teams. And so, Where are you going to play? I'm going to play short this year because okay. you can play first. I played yeah. first last year because I didn't have confidence that anybody could play first on our team last year. I was very nervous about this. I don't and, blame you for that. Yeah, I mean, it was a real element. That's a big and position. So, like, yeah. you know. I, think I can stand there and catch it. I think we're in a better balanced squad situation because we've all seen each other play is what, I, what I'm getting at. Ron is the best pitcher of all, what is that, 30 names on the list or whatever it is, 18 names on the list. Yeah. Ron's the best pitcher. We have him. 
Ramona is the only softball player Correct. on the list. Women's College her. World Series alum. Yes. So, yeah, it's just a more balanced, and it feels like everybody understands that we're trying to do a little bit more as opposed to just finding a reason to talk trash because somebody grounded out to second, you know? How many home runs we get hit on our team? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, 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 you're the homer guy. I'm more concerned about driving in runs, which is – Well, you know home runs drive in a bunch I do of know runs. that, but I don't know what the fence situation is going to be in this <laughs> Too scenario. short again like, like last year? <laughs> is it the same spot from last year? It's the same spot from last year, but we got to have a talk about the fence because okay. I, I, I thought Sandoval was going – to blow out a knee on that last play of the game. I, well, he see, almost ran over three separate human beings trying to catch a ball that ended the game. Ever since he told me at the, at the uh, pickleball tournament that he thought I was 62 years old, I'm not worried about <laughs> oh, his knees. Okay. All right, fair enough. See, this Does is all, Travis go deep? This is Travis also very deep. personal for Travis. I can see. All, everything <laughs> is very personal with me at all times. But I'm saying, I just don't – I cannot deal with watching people get ca- carted off of fields. That's all I – all I care about at this stage of the game. So let's hope that doesn't happen. I get to play short. Momo can play second. We can have a Who's nice going to score field. runs for that other team. Kirk is going to Mario be is going to score runs because Mario is fast and Mario is an athlete. Burke could probably get on base a lot. Our team's quick. Trav. Bergman not the best base runner as evidence from last year, but <laughs> I think he's a smart. He's a heads up player, obviously. Now Brian Kamenitsky is a real X factor for that team. He's a real ball player, so he's probably going to be the best player on that team, not named Kirk. So personal Kirk, opinion. Kirk will hit, but he hit three last year. He hit three. I was on base for all of them. So yeah. Were you really? Yeah. I scored four runs in that game, and he was three of them. And how'd you guys do? We lost, turns out. <laughs> uh, Beto Duran, who's not playing, yeah, hit the game right home run. I think he's got some other work. So. You got to make a living? Apparently. Yeah, you know, some of us are still here on holidays That's for a reason. I know, right? <laughs> uh, all right, so Lakers make a bunch of moves. Um, yeah. I shouldn't say a bunch of moves. They make some smart moves, I think, over the last two days. You get Gabe Vincent three years, $33 million. You had Torian Prince for a year at $4.5 million. You get Jackson Hayes a couple of years at $4.5 million. You re-sign Rui. You re-sign D'Angelo. You re-sign Austin Reeves. You get Cam Reddish on a couple of years on a veteran's minimum. Nothing super splashy. A guy, Gabe, Gabe Vincent's probably the biggest name, and he was he's a name because he played in the finals as like sure. the ultimate grit and glue guy. People right? figured out who he was this year, yeah. So I think when you're looking at this and you see what they did at the last tread deadline, you see what they did during the draft, you see what they did in free agency open, I think the question of who's in charge over there has been very – has been finally answered very clearly – Rob Plink is in charge. Yeah. That because before it was, well, is Clutch calling the shots? Is LeBron calling the shots? How involved is Phil Jackson? Is Magic Johnson still whispering in Jeannie's ear? Is Jeannie making the shots? The Rambi. The Rambi involved in the, <laughs> You could literally go down the list yeah. and come up with 10 different names, and none of them were like totally out of left field. <laughs> Not even close. Right? They, they were like, yeah, okay. Now it's like Rob Palenka has his hand on the wheel, and he's making decisions like a general manager should make decisions, both short-term and long-term flexibility, competitive now with an option to change it if you need to, but ride it out if you want to. And it feels like really since that potpourri of voices <laughs> has been eliminated down to one, yeah. it makes a whole hell of a lot more sense, and they're a lot better basketball team. I hope so, and I say that in this regard. My main issue with the Lakers was always this. It was you're just not operating like a modern NBA franchise. And this is one step closer. I still don't know that Palinka as the say-all, be-all is what gets the Lakers back to the consistent 
competitive grind that is what you thought of from Showtime, I think you're stepping in the right direction. But I still think there's something to be said for up, for modernizing the entire scouting situation beyond just the deals Palinka can make. They're in the right place. They're stepping in the right direction, and I like the specific continuity. I just hope it works because these other teams out here are pretty daggone good. We've seen this. They had a nice run last year getting to the conference finals. Minor miracle, as we talked about earlier this season. The health is a factor. All of the things that are that should be happening are happening. I just caution Laker fans to think that it automatically means a title run. There's too there, there's too many pretty good teams yeah. to have an automatic title. The only team that you feel like you could say like they're going to be in the conference finals or beyond is probably Denver. Yeah, right. And, and that assumes the health of both Murray and Jokic. That happens. Sure, all bets are off. That's true for everybody. Compet- com- commitment to competitive grind or consistent competitive grind yes. is what you said. Okay, I don't know if they can be that at because their two best players are a going into year twenty one. Yeah, right. So consistent. I don't know. I-, I I don't know. I think if you got if you said you're gonna get fifty games from LeBron James, I'd say I'll take. It. Oh yeah, I'd take that right now. Anthony Davis really good the second half of the season. Pretty healthy. Played every night. That's good. But your two best players are old. And often hurt in the in in that order with those two guys. I don't know how competitively, consistently competitive and grinded out you can be when that's a truism. I don't disagree, but part of me is talking about this in the context of the post LeBron era. That's what I mean. I I mean, I'm thinking about this well beyond just this particular squad that Palinka is dealing with. I'm thinking about you know what happens after that because again, that's how you've got to think about the NBA now. I mean, there is the right now. But they've gotten something out of the right now. You can't act like they didn't get a ring. They did. And they had a pretty good run. And if I told you, like, let's just say they made the finals this year and lost. And I told you, LeBron James comes here, wins one ring, goes to another finals, and that's all you get? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you didn't know that all this other madness had happened in the interim and you'd assume they'd been running this in a decent operation. I I don't disagree. In a vacuum, yes. But. Okay. If you would have said, you're going to get LeBron, this will be a sixth season. In, in six seasons with LeBron James, you're going to win a title, you're going to go to another finals, which we're assuming is sure. this upcoming season, and you went to a conference finals kind of out of nowhere. Decent right? run! It is. However, this is why I think, and I'm putting myself in this group, mm-hmm. I think it's a, just short of good enough. Not by okay. a, And here's why. They won that title basically in his first year where he had the pieces he needed right the first year he came over with all the young guys that wasn't a title team that wasn't gonna happen you get him anthony davis and it hits right and it hits in a real way and it felt like they were set up because lebron was still playing at a high level and has continued to play a little bit less but he still plays at a high level Mm -hmm. that this is more of a reflection on anthony davis because since then he's been unavailable frequently that two years in you'd already won a title anthony davis and lebron james ranked number one and two in espn anthony davis was a young dynamic one of the best players in the league at that point he said from this point forward you're only get one more finals appearance it would have felt short okay but i think what i'm getting at here is the way that this was supposed to happen and even in the laker way was you pick a guy you build around him there's some stars Mm -hmm. the whole lebron method was was off base even though he was an acquisition of a star, the issue people had was that he wasn't homegrown and he wasn't one of the real Lakers. You're setting yourself up potentially, hopefully, what you want to set yourself up for is what the old thing looked like. You got your guys that you know were good, and you find the guy that nobody else found. Again, 
Kobe's of the world. Magic was an obvious pick, but Kobe got traded on draft yeah. day. It wasn't yeah. like he was the obvious guy by any stretch of the imagination. You've got to believe that you can get back to a scouting standpoint that knows the game globally the same way that They've some of these other really guys well. does. They've drafted well. Now, they haven't found a Kobe. No, no, but that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about building towards consistent something. What we get with AD and LeBron is almost a sunk cost on some level if I'm being very honest about the future of this franchise and that's not a problem I think that's I think you've gotten good enough for that but you got to look at this beyond that right now and I think that you set yourself up so that you can be in position to do what you used to do not just what you want to do right now I think what's helped Palenka specifically is you don't have to exclusively base decisions on whether or not LeBron's going to like them right. anymore. right they, they, it's part of it Right, you you have to certainly take his opinion into consideration when you're talking about, hey, we're gonna go get Gabe Vincent or, or whatever. We're not gonna go after Kyrie. You have to at least have him in the room and talk about these things. But before, and I'm just hypothesizing here, if LeBron James said, "I want Kyrie Irving," he'd be here. Right. <laughs> I see what you're saying. And, and and everyone else would be going, "This is a terrible idea. This I can't." But it would be. Look, he won't because if he doesn't get what he wants, he's going to leave. If he but, doesn't get what he wants, he's going to go over here. But you don't have to look at it through that prism. He's a part of it, but he's not the only part he's of it. He's not. But the way the league works now with teams like your OKC Thunders with a gazillion picks coming up, mm -hmm. you might be able to find a way after, let's just say, a couple guys move up. Let's just say LeBron retires and AD's in the last stages. You find a first-round pick somewhere, and all of a sudden you've got a guy. Now you got a real team. You know what I'm saying? You're not just plucking at straws talking about, what the Lakers, obviously it's going to work. You can actually build a team. That's the day I'm looking forward to. Is the cliff coming? Because the decline is here, but it's subtle. Cliff is not how I would say it. I don't think we're ever going to see a real cliff. Maybe because I don't think that LeBron's ever going to put himself in a position to be viewed as falling off of a cliff. He's always going to be the hardest playing player on the court. That's a very difficult thing, even if you don't like his specific mannerisms. But look at the look at the playoffs this year. Look at this whole last year. You can't blame LeBron for any of that. No. The guy was the biggest contributor that, on the team. That, that's what I mean. The, the point where he doesn't play as much as he used to. Just I mean, why would he? It's right. his 20th season in the league. But when he plays, there's some things that you notice that are not the same for me. But of course they're not. But it's subtle. It's he's picks his spot a little bit more. He doesn't yeah, attack the basket perhaps. quite as much. He settles for the jumper a little bit more. These are but it's subtle. It's not quite the same thing. I don't know if we'll ever see it, look. Maybe, will that player you know, be on the Lakers? Just, I think is the best question. Will there. that question yeah. be on the but just that look, he can't get by anybody anymore. He just isn't there. That he's got to go be a bully under the basket. I don't see that happening. Guys I, I don't see that happening for a team. I don't think that'll happen in his time with the Lakers. I, I, I don't. You think this is his last season here? So Sleep believes that this I is his last season. I do, yes. Does he go wherever Bronny ends up? ATL, shouty. Yeah. He kind of hinted at it. Yeah. They I mean, I, and I don't draft. actually, I don't bemoan that move at all. You want to go there, they want to pick your kid, you want to do a Washington Wizards-style goofball operation for a couple seasons with some guy coming out of basically retirement, yeah, fine, be my guest. You're the Hawks. You're irrelevant. You what know? if you're still one of the best players in the league? He was last year. You I, want to go do a goofball thing <laughs> your, your last year? But this is what I mean really by good. not falling off a cliff. I don't think you're going to see 
that last year. You're not going to get Willie Mays with the Mets falling down in center field. You're not going to get, and I don't know that you're even going to get it. Let's say a Joe Montana with the Chiefs making the playoffs. Like I don't see championship, right? I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be closer to something more akin to like what Michael Jordan did. They never made the playoffs, but they were the most exciting thing in town for a lot of people who remember that era. And Jordan ruined the franchise. You you, you could speak to it better because you were there. But Jordan was not a bad player for the Wizards. Jordan was not there to goof around. No, he was still. A pretty good NBA. No, player. he had a little bit overdue. He had a, he had some undue influence on the actual basketball team because he came out of the front office. But from an actual on the court standpoint, it was a successful venture in my opinion. I just think that it was coupled with all the things that happened and him riding out of town. It didn't work well. All right, so you got James Harden, you've got Dame, you've got Kyrie, you've got a bunch of guys that may end up on some new teams and some new places. Do we like this era of the NBA? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. And ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance offers 24-7 protection when you bundle your home, auto, and motorcycle. Learn more at Progressive.com. Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture wicking, and provides USPF 50 plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. Task has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at taskperformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com. Task, creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Travis and Sliwa, it's your boy, the big CY. Talking about the NBA, talking about the Lakers. Want to get to a quick tweet. Jonathan Watson says, go back to the roster that won in the bubble that was Rob Palenka. Danny Green, Rondo, JaVale, Dwight, KCP, and Keith Morris. He just got too cute the last three seasons, not running it back, bringing in Russ, extremely odd. He got it right. Now, that's my point, is that modern NBA operations are not running on the whims of one guy. You have a larger system in which there is a philosophy in place. And yes, I get it. Palinka gets it right. However, if he's also going to be the same guy that has whims, that's not – I just, to me, you can be smarter than that, and why not? We can do hard things, guys. There's an element of that that I think if we're moving towards that for the Lakers, you're moving towards the right thing as a healthier franchise overall rather than just saying I was right or he was wrong. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with the idea that they are moving towards a healthier franchise and that a modern NBA operation does not run on the whims of one guy. However – giant however <laughs> for 10 years the nba ran on the whims of lebron james and he went to the finals nine times. okay but he's a player so i understand but this is and this is why the lakers thing is 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 important yeah because he goes to miami 
and LeBron James is calling the shots there to a point as far as, you know, not sure. maybe as much not as like, Riles would allow. As much as he could, they go to the finals four times in a row, win two championships. He goes back to Cleveland, and he's basically running the team. Correct. They go to the finals four years in a row, and they win another championship. <laughs> okay, he leaves Cleveland, comes to Los Angeles. First year, not so great. Second year, they go to the finals, and they win an NBA championship. So in a 10-year window, he went to the finals nine times and won four titles. The guys played an ungodly amount of basketball. So so my point is the the fortunes of an NBA team did run through the whims of one player. Okay. It's just that that and that's where the Lakers got stuck because when do you decide, okay, we're not going to do that anymore? Right. They kept doing it until it was very obvious that it doesn't work anymore. They did the Westbrook thing, and that was obviously as much LeBron as it was anybody else. And they said, okay, and it allowed it gave them the opportunity. It allowed them to say Let's collaborate as opposed to just say, what would you like to do? No, fair enough. But I, I, I do think that Palinka has eaten his Wheaties, if you will, yeah. this offseason and has shown up strong to what uh, what should be a good transactional situation for that squad. So we're, Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj bomb. Woj. Woj had a term called the transfer portal era of the NBA, which is just about perfect, right? It's this idea of – it's like college sports, where if you go as a freshman and you don't get the minutes you want or the innings you want or the touches you want, I'm going to the portal. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yep. And you're literally a free agent every single year. We're seeing it in the NBA where guys sign very lucrative deals, and then almost immediately once the ink's dry on it, they say, get me out of here. James Harden, the most recent example of this. Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. We've seen it's, and I don't mean to single those guys out, but these are the names that pop into my head. I'm pro player. When mm -hmm. I look at this stuff, I always tend to land on the side of the players being able to go where they want to go, maximize their earning and all these things. I don't love the fact that these guys can sign, and I'm just making up numbers here, sign a five-year deal, have one bad season, say, well, I don't like it here anymore. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> it's At some point, you got to sign up for some of it. I get it, the right. old-school five-year deal. At the end of the third year, maybe you start to twist an arm a little bit, like, hey, I'm going to need you to do something here. At the end of that fourth year, it's you got to move me out of here. It's been bad. Now it's free agency, even when they're not free agent, every single year. You know we're complicit in this, right? This network. We are wildly complicit simply because – Again, I, I talked about this before. Transaction Twitter, I, I believe genuinely the interest of fans has changed the outlooks of certain front offices. In the NBA in, in particular. In the NBA to the point where you're like, yo, why are you listening to this Jabron, who's on God knows what social network? And I don't mean to say that as in it's that direct, but like over the last 10 years in the NBA, the idea of this has changed drastically and fans – have been at the forefront of it. And I don't have an issue with it except for one reason. But the general managers, team presidents, they're they're reacting to the whims of the players. The players are there for five seconds. I don't like it here. Move me. And I they get do. It. I get it. But that also has to do with what they're looking at in the overall context of the game. The reason I have an issue with it, and I don't even know that this is an issue with it. This is just what I would say is half the time it doesn't work. Like if it wasn't LeBron James related, it didn't work. And, you know, on some level, you have to look at this and say, okay, well, you know, this puts us in a position to do this. This puts us in a position to do that. Okay, well, what 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 position are you in now? It, it, this has not been nearly as successful a general manager venture. Strategy. Strategy, excuse me, as a lot of people think. We talked about the Warriors. We talked about the Bucks and the Nuggets. Those teams did some sort of amalgamation of that where you built a team. 
at the very least. You weren't just kind of hoping, all right, well, if I bring this guy in, maybe it's going to turn over at it's the all Sixers. Fault. It's not all LeBron's no, fault. He's too good. And, and I mean it as a compliment. It was too good. Yeah. I mean it as a compliment. I see what you're saying. That, that LeBron went to Miami and basically said, hey, D-Wade, don't, don't stay here. I, I'm coming. Hey, Bosh, come on. Let's go. Let's go. I mean. And it worked. And then he went back to Cleveland, and it worked again. And then he went to L.A., and it worked again. It worked again, yeah. And so everyone's like, well, Kevin Durant, LeBron, Kevin, okay, Kevin, doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that, and it hasn't worked like that in three seasons, as you pointed out. So my issue with it is not in the sort of emotional sign-up element. It's just not that effective. And if I'm running a team, and I, I oh, man, there's so many teams that I felt like, the, the Thunder come to mind. Like, maybe you could have given this a shot. You know what I'm saying? I realized there was a lot of money to be paid out there, but, like, what happened Durant, there? Durant, Harden, and Westbrook <laughs> all kidding? in the prime of their lives. Are you kidding they me? They went to the finals once when they didn't even know what they were doing. And it, and it, and it blows up the next year? You're like, what? How? What? I don't. No, that was not effective. I don't care how you add it up. And so that's my issue with it. It's one thing to say that it's against the principles of my fanhood or whatever. And I'm not dismissing what you're saying, but I mean for others. But for me, it's just like this has not been nearly as effective if you don't have LeBron James as you think it is. And I'll be – I'll use myself as the example. I am a product of my era, okay? And my favorite sport, my favorite team, the Dodgers – Set a record for having the same infield together for eight years, which is, is true. ludicrous. Right. It's ludicrous. Like the idea that you're going to have the same four guys in the same four places for virtually a decade, but you kind of you get indoctrinated into, well, this is what it is. And then they'll move again. Davy Lopes is out. Here comes Steve Sachs. Okay, I can get to know Steve Sachs. And it's right. just these incremental things. And then the next thing you know, Oral Hershiser feels like Fernando Valenzuela because they just integrated. That's this how you build guy. a culture, and that's how you build culture. And now every year, it's like you better buy a program on your way through the door. You're not going to know who these players are. I know I sound like an old man, and and I still love baseball. I still love all these things, but when it turns, and especially in the NBA, yeah, when it turns over, and not just the 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 rank and file, the stars turn over so frequently. Like Kevin, the idea of a player like Kevin Durant. In the 80s and 90s, moving around that much would have been lunacy. Doesn't exist. It would have been Magic Johnson doesn't move. Michael Jordan didn't move until the no. Day, and Larry Bird and you know Barkley moved around a little bit, but a little bit, they yeah. just didn't move around like that. And Barkley wasn't nearly the impact that a guy like Kevin Durant was. Kevin Durant, other than Kobe and and LeBron's best player in the league for a big chunk of that time. You know what's interesting about you bringing up the Dodgers is that some people think this is kind of the problem with the Dodgers right now is that. All these guys, you know, the homegrown guys aren't there the way that they used to be. I mean, from a talent standpoint. Um, and I, I I hear that. You know, the idea of I know this team, I like this team, I'll live or die with whether or not this team wins. I won't live or die with whether or not this team wins or loses, but I know who these humans are. That's a big part of the experience. And once it came to – and again, this gets back to what I'm saying about fans and their relationship and influence on the game. Once Rings Mountain – became the only place that anybody ever wanted to live or could talk I about living. So much. You know what I'm saying? That's when this you all started. To, I, I, I can't deal with it. Legacy yeah. Twitter rings. Get out of here. Get out of here. This is not why I watch sports. And I get that for some people it is. But that started to creep into what almost. What a miserable way to watch it. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. That, that if, that if the only thing that matters, and I'm not saying it's not important. It's right. obviously very important. But if the only thing that matters is did you win it or not? 
then you're not going to have a lot of guys that are viewed as successful. And you're that's not fair. Have a lot of guys. And, I, and you know, I say that, I'll say this to people to their faces. If that's how you view sports, you probably don't really like sports that much. What you'd like is being associated with the winner. And that's fine. But what I mean is that that has drastically affected the experience of being a sports fan. And it's I think it's affected what is front office work in multiple sports. People look at the entirety of what matters and completely differently than they did back when you were a kid, back when they were writing on papyrus. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the quill. Things have changed. Right? <laughs> just, just a little bit. Hand me my quill, Gates. <laughs> with my feather. Here it is. I decree it, on this 4th of July. It, it, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's throw it all the way back. Get me a parchment and a quill or at least a hammer but no, and a chisel. I, I do think you're right, and I think that that is a general thing that I have seen change in my lifetime a lot, which is I don't care who's on the team as long as I get to say our city's better than your city, which is part of it, but in and all of it, it. It's part of it, but yeah. it's not all of it along the way. And then you need your guy, whether it's Rob Plinger, your, your general manager of your favorite team, to know the difference between – Getting Russell Westbrook and know the difference between getting, in my opinion, a player like Damian Lillard. Okay. Right? You, you, yeah. they, they're both big names. They're both walking straight into the Hall of Fame. They're, the, the difference between Damian Lillard and Kyrie Irving, they're both point guards, right? They are polar ends of the right. emotional spectrum. One person that you can count on, another person that every day you're like, he coming to work today? Is what, what sort of moods he in? Yeah, is he gonna is he gonna do his thing, or is he we just gonna play basketball today? Or is something else I got to worry about? It's also the difference between not adding a Kyrie and not getting rid of, say, a Caruso. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just the ads. But you gotta it's have somebody no- that that yeah. isn't just a star. You know what? Sure. Somebody that okay. I get he's a star. He's bad news, man. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, the place is in smoking ruins by the time he leaves. And then there's the this guy's just in a bad spot. He's Jimmy Butler's a great example. That's of a this, great right? call. Yeah, J- Jimmy Butler was thought, oh, he's on pretty his wife. No, 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 no. Jimmy Butler was the most serious person in the building everywhere he went. <laughs> right, and, and nobody match his right. That's level exactly of commitment right. to it. And apparently, I'll take him. Yeah, yeah. we'll do it. That's I, a guy I need. I know that guy. Yeah, that's I, and that's that's the skill, guys. That's it, the to hard know the part. difference. Yes, but okay, uh, it, hard. Yeah. You don't need to be a basketball genius to know to run the opposite direction from Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? You don't need to be a genius to know. Right? Russell, no. By the way, no. do, you remember, do we remember everything that Mavs gave up to get Kyrie Irving? And they how didn't quickly the they crashed game. out of the entire tournament? That was an unbelievable disaster. You need to have somebody in that building that says, we're not doing we're that. We're not doing why. it. That's a terrible idea. Can't I happen. know you like it, but we're <laughs> not doing that because I don't want to see you know the building crumble and have the smoke going. Not everywhere. even close. I should be a GM. What team should I run? The Wizards. <laughs> Done. Thank you. Done. Good Bradley Beal would not have gotten a no trade. Yeah, contract thank you. If I say you want what? No, no, man, we're not doing that. We're not what doing else that. You got? Next question. Yeah, right. What else yeah. you want? Unbelievable. You, you want a suite on the road? You we can talk you, about that. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's like some of these guys who do these jobs, not as smart as you think they are. Factor Caps coming up next. Yates is in for Slee. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, guys. So. Hi, Tyler. Hey, Trav. How's it going, man? I'm well. Yourself? Oh, I'm just doing great. Thanks. So, get this. (laughs) The Carowinds Amusement Park in North Carolina had to close down. One of its biggest crowd getters in what the, the roller coaster is called Fury 325. I'm just going to give some some background. Yeah, let us know. Please. All right, cool. So a roller coaster that's billed as one of the tallest of its kind was seen by a visitor to have a massive crack on one of the pillars holding up one of the roundabouts on the roller coaster. So you go to North Carolina and you're going to Carowinds Amusement Park after they've fixed this ride. You're going on it. Factor cap. I'm going to go to CY first. Oh, massive cap. Just as a matter of course, you're not catching me on roller coasters. You couldn't have caught me on a roller coaster since, like, let's just say 99. You know what I'm saying? Not a roller coaster type at all? I'm scared of them now, bro. Like, when I was a younger, crazier person, that kind of thrill-seeking gave me some level of excitement. What am I going to do, sit in some crazy, rickety thing? God forbid, the worst-case scenario is not just the thing breaking down for me. You know what it is? It's getting stuck on that thing for, like, three hours. Upside down. This happens with regularity across America. (laughs) I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of energy. I don't have those kind of nerves, okay? No chance I'm getting on a roller coaster. Trav, you going on it? I'm cap with Yates as well, but for – I do go on roller coasters, but it's a very specific set of criteria that will get me on one. And namely, it needs to be owned by a multi-billion dollar corporation. (laughs) Okay, right. Right. In case a lawsuit is involved. That that I'm going to need them to protect themselves first. (laughs) Right. And by by default, they're protecting me. The last thing I want is where it took – by the way, like like Tyler said, this was a visitor to the park that saw a support beam move – Five feet as the train went by. Yeah. Massive and crack. Then, and yeah. then went to the people and said, uh, that's not supposed to be like that. And they shut it down. If you are owned by, I don't know, just off the top of my head, say Disney, Disney. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine getting on Space Mountain. That's Don't fair. give it a second thought. If you knock that thing together in the parking lot of my local mall, hell no. Yeah, one of those, one of those of uh, tr- on a trailer, right? The, the traveling roller coasters. When I grew up, I used to go to King's Dominion. And they had one called, they had the Rebel Yell, they had the Grizzly. These two were old school, in the woods, rickety rackety, like, and it was like some badge of honor because we used to go there every year. And after like junior year, I was like, guys, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> like, what are you serious? Like, I got, I got plans in life. I'm, I don't want to go flying off of a train car in the middle of Southeast you Virginia. You guys may know the answer to this. There's a, a, show on Netflix about an amusement park outside of New York City and New Jersey that was just known for yeah. breaking people's arms and yes. legs on the regular, right? And people kept going. It's the most unbelievable watch. I'm going to find the name of it. I'll tell this, you guys. That sounds like a badge no, of honor. No, it's in Pennsylvania. Is it in Pennsylvania? And it's where all the jackass guys were from. Like, that. Uh, is, like it's it's like those guys grew up when that, I believe so we're talking about the same thing. thing. Everybody yeah. that was working there was on drugs. And they had to it shut was, it down. It was yeah. just this crazy yeah. slice of oh, life. Man, like now i got to watch it. Everybody yeah. was going It's on Netflix, Trav? It is the godfather of the jackass era in many ways. Brian, you going on that roller coaster? Hell no. That's, that's, that's a cat. I'm with both of them. Maybe something like a Disneyland or something. But as soon as somebody saw a crack on there, somebody's not doing a job. Somebody should be fired. They didn't do no safety yeah, checks. Yeah, Carowinds Amusement it is, Park, it's a no there. for me. It's not no to go me. too far on this, but as a result of my fear of 
motorized death machines, I become a much bigger water park human later okay. in life. I will go down your big slide. Yeah. I will do all of that. I'd, but get the motors and the gears out of there and I'm better. I would ride the North Carolina roller coaster in perpetuity before I tip a toe <laughs> in a collecting pool. <laughs> no. Uh, you heard it here first. Travis no. is going all on right, this roller right. coaster. All right, next. All right. So Luke Voigt is spending some time down in the minors for the New York Mets. He was seen over the weekend rocking a sleeveless jersey with, I'm going to exaggerate, but it was like there were like five buttons undone <laughs> at the top. This guy was just totally rocking out with the jersey on. So my question to you is, if these jerseys were available to, to us for the All-Star game, <laughs> you're rocking a sleeveless five buttons undone jersey to All-Star Friday night next week. Actor Cap Trav. Ah, uh, Cap. I, I, I am ashamed of what I got going on over here. The North American <laughs> I, Cup. I, I, I do not need anybody <laughs> to see it and make me feel worse about it. If there was a way to have like the long sleeve with the cuff down sure. to my wrist, you would do I it. would do that. No. Luke Voigt, though, not only does that in the minor that's how Luke Voigt rolls. Yeah. yeah. Like they Love it. in the big leagues, he he'd have that thing down to mid chest. He doesn't have a t shirt on underneath no. it. He's just letting it go. You all know, I didn't out. enjoy seeing him as a Yankee, but with that jersey on, with the with the buttons uh, undone. Here we go. This was just a way to to find it, take it was, a shot at the it, No, no, no. Okay, this moving on. Convoluted CY. setup. See why you rocking Luke the sleeveless? Doesn't look a whole lot better than you do. Travis. Yes, he does. I mean, he's a big dude. Tr- trust but me. I'm saying, like, let, let me let me tell you something. That guy's not chiseled out of stone. No, he's, he's not, a big boy. He's not Giancarlo Stanton. No, I we got the Michelob Ultra six packs yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah, but relative to me, he is right. Okay, but what I'm saying is that, like, when I saw that, I was like, Luke. Okay, you know what I mean? It's what, like, I remember when uh, one guy for the Reds did this a couple seasons ago, and it wasn't who was. Oh, it? I'm blanking on his name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Who was it? I don't know. I, I can't remember. But I'll get it for I you. I think Puig did it once, and another guy did it another time. And you were like, oh, okay, well, these gentlemen are Adonis. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a different story. Luke Voigt looked like he could have been out here out of Westchester by the airport, you know what I'm saying, playing with a couple guys drinking beers. Breaking news. Still hit a the bomb. name of the documentary, it's called Class Action Park, and it's on HBO Max. That's what a fantastic name, of name the for it, too. Park is the question. Uh, the actual park, it's, a, it's the name of the, it's Class Action Park, America's Most Dangerous Amusement Park. I'm trying to think of the name of the park. Uh, Action Park was the name of the park. Action yeah. Park, yeah. Um, separate question. Do we have any details on what the jersey situation is for ESPN 710 All-Star Friday night? Two different colors. Two di- I mean, like, There's, do we bring ours from last year? Do I have to go find it? Uh, they're making, no, no, think, they're making they're new ones. Yeah, I made. think we have new sponsors, too. Very well. I, th- I think okay. who we're talking about is Scooter Jeanette. Is that right, CY? Yes, I don't remember his name. If I saw him, I would know. But the, with the sleeveless, good pull. Yes, no, yeah. exactly. Good yeah. call. Okay. What about uh, what about you, BC? You wearing the sleeveless jersey with the buttons undone? See, well, I don't think you answered the question. By the way, we'll come back to you. Or come back to me. I think I would with the right accessories. You know, you have the right the right undershirt. Maybe chain, a nice you got a chain, chain going. Yeah. Okay. I, I, or something. I, I would know. do it, and like to the extent that like I've played softball games in basketball jerseys. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's hot yeah, outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, it had to be a smaller, better cut than the average baseball jersey to at least accentuate the the little I have going on in my what? tremendous skinny pimp and body. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it's tremendous what do you skinny pimp and body. <laughs> what do you think the over under on tank tops in my wardrobe is? I mean zero, zero. Right. I mean take I, listen, the under. Again, if I was on this station every day, we'd have Tank Top Tuesdays, where I'd be wearing them every Tuesday. Okay. It, it gets chilly in here, though. Everybody in the studio. Studio. It gets cold in these studios. That's true. You can wear a long sleeve under a tank top, though. Oh. I'm just saying. Well, you want to look like Olivia Newton-John from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's tucked in, too, right? This is how everybody dresses now, by the way. There's yoga pants and undershirts under every single daggone uniform. I like that, either. Okay. All right, so this next one, I didn't make the easiest to read for myself, so I might stumble a couple times. All right. A $300,000 electric flying car 
just one approval for test flights, Aleph Aeronautics CEO Jim Dukanov said, it allows us to move closer to bringing people an environmentally friendly and faster commute, saving individuals and companies hours each week. This is one small step for planes, one giant step for cars. So the question is, you're one of the first in line for a flying car if and when the time becomes available to grab one, BC Factor Cap. Oh, that's fact. If and when I had the money, oh, sign me up. I've been I've been hearing about this my whole life. This was promised twenty years ago. Yeah, we've seen the Jetsons. We know how it works. Travis, you buying a flying car? Cap. Look, I, I, I this no. for those of you that may be getting in the car right now and listening to us, we had the conversation about the submersible. Yeah. I, I don't need to be the first person to do the new thing. Especially if the new <laughs> thing goes to the bottom of the ocean or flies in the sky. Okay, I, I am going to let a lot of people, I'm going to let the Chuck Yeagers of the world, right. I'm going to let those guys do the experimental flights on this, and I'm going to need them to do it for years and years and years and have millions of successful journeys before I get the uh, Hyundai version of the flying car or whatever it is. I will be the last <laughs> one on it, not the first one. I'm going to say, Cap, but this is kind of the urbanist in me. Like, where are these cars going to fly, dog? That's what I'm saying. Like, air traffic is already pretty congested, my yeah, guy. it's messy up this there. This is the same reason why I don't ride scooters on the street, because there's already cars <laughs> and bikes and humans and motorcycles. Like, there's no place for these vehicles in the space that they're trying to operate. No, thank you. I only imagine them, like, finding the in-between, right? Like, right above what, cars. and right 15 feet in the air? Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah is probably. That what we're and which are subject to some donk throwing something at you, and then yep. you're next thing you know, you're coming out of the yeah, sky. Yeah, who's going to stop a projectile? Well, I mean, no way. That's a good point. It's a bad idea all Experimental around. Experimental fill in the blank. I'm out. Out. This is like the Tesla autopilot thing where we're letting other people learn, uh, and then eventually we'll start doing it. Can't do yeah, that Yeah, I'm stuck with the whole autopilot thing. Let, never mind being nope. in the sky. Can't do it. Forget like that. the brake and the steering wheel. I'll use those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. All right, next one. A 64-year-old woman punched a black bear in the nose after it chased her dog in Maine. <laughs> You're going toe-to-toe with a bear to save your dog. Factor cap, Travis. I am the absolute wrong person to ask for this. I know that all the dog people are going to hate me more than they already do. I'm not a pet guy. I had a dog as a kid. Loved the dog. R.I.P. Murphy. Great dog. My mom loved the dog. We all love the dog. People are more important to me than dogs. I I, I respect that take. I, I, I am not getting in the way of... A black bear, grizzly bear, brown bear, whatever type of bear you got. <laughs> if it get, I, I'm sad. I'm not saying I'm not tore up by the the idea of watching somebody's pet get right. devoured, but I'm not intervening. I'm I'm sorry. People over pets. Sorry, that's that's me. All right, CY. What about you? By the way, we have a quick update from Mace. He says that the mean streak at Cedar Point in, in Sandusky, Ohio, is the best rickety roller coaster in America, and T. Mason will be wearing red. Um. So for me, this is this is a dependent situation. If I'm in the woods and I'm camping. And, like, I'm coming off a screen, if you will, and I've got to block the shot kind of situation. Yeah. But, like, if I'm walking my dog and a bear comes out in somewhere in the suburbs or whatever and the dog gets off leash, I'm not running after it. You know what I'm saying? If, if I know that this is what we signed up for, there's a possibility that I'll consider tangoing with a wild animal. Well, that's what's possibility. That line? Like, you don't have to be faster than a bear. You just have to be faster the next than guy. the other guy. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. So you're telling right. me you're not, you're not decking a black bear in the face to save your dog. I might launch, you know, I might throw him the cutter. You know what I'm saying? See if I can hit him in the <laughs> nose. Maker, start grab a pine cone. him a little bit. You know, no, I'll take, you know, take the nearest available orange. nearest available projectile. Yeah, and try to hit him and distract him. I but that's it. about it. Yeah. Let's hope there's fruit trees in your neighborhood, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
Brian, you punching a black bear in the nose? Yeah, I got a question first. How did this lady okay? Oh, she's great. So she actually uh, she Excellent was taken question. to the hospital. She only oh. had a couple puncture wounds, but she was totally oh, fine. Oh, minor so laceration. Yeah, yeah. Yes. If she was okay, we call those I'm battle saying, scars. Yeah. See why? A couple battle you know scars. What I don't want guys puncture wounds. Yeah, no, <laughs> minor or otherwise puncture wound sounds bad. That's bad yeah, so this happened on Friday. This last Friday, 11:30 a.m. She was taken to Memorial Hospital in North Conway. She was treated for puncture wounds on her wrist. She's totally fine. Wow. So Brian, answer yeah. the question, bro. So if you said she was okay. Okay, yeah, I'm following that lady, taking on the bear. The fact she you're, got hurt. You're throwing a haymaker at a black bear to save your dog? I think the dog's saving me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like the haymaker <laughs> is like, like you know? I'm going, I'm, that's not how you win that fight. It's like, uh, black it's like bears the, are the kind of relatively smaller ones. Right, right? Yeah, exactly. And they're more passive, too. Like the, that's Three, more of a distraction and yeah. get away. I'm not throwing, it's like, uh, it's like in Mike Tyson's punch out where you hit the dude in the top and then you hit him in the gut a bunch <laughs> of times. Is that the Buddha guy that spun around? No, it was the, like, it was like the island dude. What like, a great King callback. King Hula, that was his name. Yeah. Great okay. callback. So that's that's the strategy I would take with the black. That was, there's one guy that had to spin around and you hit him in the stomach and then you'd have to let him spin, wait for him to tire out. Yeah, it was not that guy. Times. That was not that guy. I never right. got past Bald Bull. Bald Bull took Bald me Bull out. Bald Bull was tough, yeah. There was, the there's time. always that one that you just can't get past. Yeah. And then and then your friend's like, did you beat that one yet? And you're like, nah, man, it's <laughs> been no, 18 years. you're not allowed to come it. over anymore either. Yeah. Once you got past Glass <laughs> Joe, it was a wrap. Yeah. Wow. I had Piston Hurricane. That was the other guy that, I could beat. Yes, that dude was not that good. That's a, like, I know two video games. That might be one of them along the way. All right, um, $500 million, and ESPN got away with nothing. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Not only do I know my way around a hot dog, but tomorrow's kind of the, the hot dog day, right? Yes. Like in oh, the, God. It's either a baseball game or the 4th of July. Those are the days where you're expected to eat hot dogs. So have you have you done the Great American Hot Dog Experience? Have you been to the Coney Island on the 4th of July? I have not. Bro. So let me explain. Let me break this thing down to you from a fundamental standpoint. Okay. As Kent Murphy used to say on the internet back in the day. So the Brooklyn Cyclones, low A-ball team in the New York Penn League, they play – on Coney Island. Okay. They have a ballpark. I'd say it fits 2,500. Okay. It looks out over onto all of the stuff, the boardwalk. It's fantastic. The hot dog eating contest used to be a riser setup that they built on the boardwalk in the carnival situation. It has since moved to the ballpark. I will explain to you why this matters in a second. Because when you get off the train at Coney Island and you walk all the way past the island, past all the other stuff... If you do it on the 4th of July, you know one thing stands out more than anything. It's the smell in the place. And you're like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. So if you were ever invited to that, (laughs) you can take a guess. Let's just say you are eliminated from that if there is what we call a reversal of fortune. Right. Many fortunes have been reversed. Have been reversed. (laughs) And if they don't get them cleaned up, I learned this when I was walking from the train to the ballpark. And you walk past this and I was like, oh, this is nasty. Went to see the Cyclones. That was great. Hung out in Coney Island for the rest of the night. The stench does not go away. No. Why would it? Not for a while. Now they have it in the ballpark, leading me to believe that they try to keep it a little bit more sanitary rather than just folks yakking it on the side at Coney Island. Are there prelims to this thing? I know that Joey Chestnut shows up in rec shop and he goes in there. There's a whole process that I don't know anything about. I can't watch anybody eat competitively. It's gross. I cannot do it. They do. They do. They do. However, also now have include drinking contests. Like, can you? I know you can. I know. I know this might interest you. Matter of fact, the lady asked me about this. She's like, "You think Travis would be good at that?" I'm like, "I don't know because tell me about it." This is a large. Could you drink a gallon of lemonade faster than some fat guy? No. 
Right. I didn't think so either. Yeah. I was like, chugging a beer is one thing. I'm a six. I'm a pint guy. Right. It's another thing to go full down the down the gullet for a good 45 seconds to a minute. No. I was like, that's weird. So just be aware, folks. If you ever find yourself at an eating contest, never mind on Coney Island, it will not smell great. Happy Fourth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How many hot dogs you can have tomorrow? Probably two. Two, two, two glizzies is about my, about my limit. So if you're in a situation where there's stuff going on on the grill, right? You got yeah. your dogs, you got your burgers, maybe you got some chicken or whatever else. You got some other stuff on the bur- on the grill. Are you not just hot dogging it as you go as you're cooking them there? Because my, my buddies always give me a hard time because I think hot dogs are they're like an app, they're a 4th of July appetizer. They're sure. never the entree. You can have your watermelon and your hamburgers and your uh-huh. potato salad and all that stuff as your entree. But as I'm giving you your burger and Brian It's gets kind of the walking sandwich. around ham of yeah, summer. So that, yeah, that one's done. I'll eat that. There's an element of that. I don't like – I mean, no. I'm not consuming that much hot dog. Hot doggery, <laughs> if you will. Definitely not happening. Three's the three's the, nice. three's a lot of hot dogs. Two as you're cooking and then one as the night's winding down. Sure, and I don't plan on cooking tomorrow, away. so I think we'll be good. I'm excited. We'll both be on a boat tomorrow. Different boats. I'm on a boat. I don't know if I'm getting on the boat. Do you wear like a Gilligan outfit? What do you wear? You know, that's a good question. Your sweatshirt what, what am I on right now? Yeah, this is not Gilligan adjacent. Not bad. I have more Gilligan adjacent stuff too. I got I got things that could double you for need the floppy Sailor. Hat. I know. I need the captain's hat. That's that's no. In fact, what the, I need. oh the, the Gilligan hat. hat. The flap, flap dude. I have I have one from the U.S. Open in New York. I might wear that. Dude, if you showed up with that sweatshirt, which is a nice hoodie, unless yeah, I guess Ralph that's Loretta true. Hoodie, well, I will post pictures. I will. Po- of course, I have white pants. Did okay. you see me at the Mandy's? I, I was out there stunned in the white pants. In, Multiple uh, pairs of white pants in my you got wardrobe. A, you got a, do you have little uh, boat shoes? No, I'm not wearing boat <laughs> shoes. The problem is, is that the humans that I'm going on this boat with are not, in fact, those kind of boat people. There's like certain boat people that are. I'm not going to use the word trashy, but like. People who own and operate their boats versus people who let other people operate their boats, even though they own them, if you get my point here. You see what I'm saying? Like, these are humans that operate their own boats as opposed to people. It's their boat that they use. Yes, exactly. They're not just on the boat because they want to eat caviar. All right. So there's a report that's out that uh, upwards of $500 million in medical expenses. I'll read this to you. Pickleball injuries may have cost Americans $377 million in health care. 
care costs this year alone, accounting for 5 to 10% of total unexpected medical costs. Quote, while we generally think of exercise as positively impacting health outcomes, the can-do attitude of today's seniors can pose greater risk in other areas such as sports injuries leading to a greater number of orthopedic procedures. Uh, estimated there will be about 6,700 emergency room visits, 366,000 outpatient visits, and 9,000 outpatient surgeries related to pickleball exclusively this year that the ESPN team got out of there scot-free is a miracle how are you no uh you're right and again for those of you talking trash about why i'm so concerned about preparation for these softball games and i'm gonna talk about you travis you are a finely tuned athlete that has done it at the highest level and by the highest level i mean the western conference the big, the big, big west, west. How, sorry, dare pardon, pardon how dare you how dare you i was so upset that i was gonna screw that up i was like let me just barrel through it so but most of us have not and surely most people out on that field have not Preparation matters. Can you say that number again? Five hundred million. Yes. In injuries alone. Yes. Surgeries, oh. outpatient medical, uh, outpatient surgeries, outpatient visits, and sixty-seven thousand ER rooms. That's visits. an that's a loss, no matter what. It doesn't matter what's in the scorebook. If you walk out of there or you don't walk out of there with an injury. You've lost. So I was reading the story, and apparently part of the problem with pickleball is, and this is why I think you like it, I like it, and yeah. it is fun. It, it, it's a very fun game to play. There's literally zero buried entry. Yeah. Right? That you don't, ha- you don't have to run. No. Especially if you're playing doubles. You just kind of cut a cover about one step in you either direction. You sort of direction. cutting, yeah. Tennis, you got to run. Yeah. Even if you're playing doubles in tennis, you're covering a lot of court. Basketball goes without I don't saying. play basketball anymore because I get injured every time oh, I play. Playing basketball is hard. Yeah. Right? You got you to gotta run. You got to move your feet. You got to right. get in front of somebody. You got to jump, which <laughs> can be super. More importantly, you got to land. Right. That's, that's <laughs> the hard part. Getting off the ground, one thing. Pulling in is another. We, it's we tough. escaped. It's tough. Have you played since the tournament? Pickleball? Yeah. I have not, but when I went to Omaha, I was really upset because a bunch of guys went and played and didn't tell me. And I was like, a bunch of guys from the ACC network went, and I was like, guys. You go be- play pickleball? It's 150 degrees in Well, Omaha it was like, right when, it's like a, as opposed to a morning round of golf, oh, okay. before the heat got there, guys were playing pickleball left and right. My man Danny Graves used to play for the uh, Reds. The Reds, yeah. But yeah, uh, I have not played since, but it was also like their second time playing. So I would get back into it. Somebody want to invite me to the pickleball? We can do it. it. I think what makes it so much fun, and I mean sincerely, is that you don't have to play and you can just show up and play again. If you have any sort of back right? to ball or hand hand eye with rackets, like if you tried to, if you played tennis and played for a month to get ready for a tennis tournament, okay. If sure. you, then you didn't touch a tennis racket for nine months, you'd be terrible. You'd be terrible right. at it again. <laughs> Pickleball, your your skill level is kind of is what it is. You just hope you don't I'm, end up in the emergency. I'm room. contemplating bringing my pickleball paddle to Seattle. You're going? Yeah. When are you leaving? Leaving Thursday. Major League Baseball All Star Game. You going to Futures? Going to Futures. Going to the Swingman Classic. Going to the Home What's Run the Derby. Swingman? Oh, is that a Griffey thing? It's the new HBCU All Star Game that they have instituted oh, as from Griffey. So they're going to do that. That'll be an interesting thing. It'll be on. Friday night. So if you're looking for something for All Star Weekend to check out, Safeco or whatever it's called now. What's T-Mobile? T-Mobile is what it's called. One of the better ballparks in America. So I'll be at that. There is a cavalcade of events that I am looking forward to, and it should be fun. So what I'm saying is, I might actually bring my pickleball paddle to that. Just go get a random pickup game. Why not? I don't have that in me. You don't have a pickup in you? I I don't. Not not really. 
Not well, really. I don't have the, hey, guys, you need one more? <laughs> I don't have that in me. <laughs> that's not, how I would, that's not quite how You're I would approach town. it. I would just, I, I mean, clearly we know how I would approach this. Hi, guys. I'm television's Clinton Yates. Would you like to <laughs> well, play pickleball? Well, you wouldn't have to say it. They would no, ask well, you. maybe, you know, if they weren't looking because they were focused <laughs> on the court, perhaps it might need to be said as an introduction. Uh-huh. But what we will do, though, probably is we play catch. Me and my buddy Jake, we play catch with a group of people, fans that we invite, like just randomly to sort of – fellowship you know at all-star weekend because a lot of people show up we did it in denver it was really fun i think we're going to do it again playing catch with somebody is how do i want to say this without being intimate you you can no well yeah yeah to an extent but it's i know right away what i'm dealing with yeah oh yeah you know what i mean like it's there are a few things that i don't need to see it for an hour i need to see it for three seconds five throws and And, i know what's going on i know exactly what's happening but that's why we invite people that a, or a are willing to go. And the way we did it last time was probably about, I mean, this was on a whim. Probably about 20 people showed up. That's brought, pretty good. Brought a bag of balls from the ballpark. I asked the clubby there. I said, hey, we got this thing going. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever, take it. So we take it over to some local park. We, to, we throw probably about 15, 20 minutes. Then we sort of break it down, got in a circle, and everybody told their baseball stories. When do you drink the beer? The beer when was after. Okay. Because, you know, I don't want to, you know, it's not like that. Listen, we want to get a sponsor. Tequila Mandala wants to show up or whatever. Sure, sure let me know. But. We were basically just doing it for the love. It was also nine in the morning, so that's early. It was like, yeah, all right. After this, we're drinking the beers. So that's that's how it went. That morning beer on a day like that, the morning beer on the golf course. Love those that. are those are love pretty that. good days. Love because that. that that means that the day is getting off to the good start, and it rarely goes bad after the. That's good what I'm start getting my. That's what I'm getting like my that. seltzers in me. You know, that's how you start that. I had one of those this weekend. They're not bad, bro. Hit and miss. Hit or miss. There's one better too. There's one that I like that I'm not going to say because they're not a sponsor. There's one that I love. I had one this weekend that I really liked. We'll compare notes in a little bit. You're going to Seattle. We'll talk a little bit about the All-Star game. Clayton Kershaw named to the team for the 10th time. He will not pitch. Will Smith named to the team for the first time. He will play. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.